This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap, and joining me halfway across the world, as always, Jared Morgan. Hello there. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I'm here today, but now I'm just snotty and gross. So, <laughs> so the, the, the plague continues. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you, you would hope that it had been gone by now, but oh well. It would, but I don't know what's going on. I might have to get some antibiotics or something like that. All right. Well, you know. Coughing up a lung. Coughing up lungs at the moment is, is the order of the day, apparently. So, yeah. Fun. Yeah, we just had uh, here in the States the good old uh, Turkey Day on Thursday. Yes. Did you have lots of turkey? Um, I had a, a, you know, a normal amount of turkey, but then I cut myself an obscenely large piece of Costco pumpkin pie with tons and tons of whipped cream on it. So mm. that seems like, 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 like a thing you guys do. We actually have those things here, pumpkin pie. And I saw yes. someone basically get one, go to the food court and just start eating the guts out of it. Oh my God. <laughs> right the food court. Yeah, it's pretty white to get home. Just got in there. It was a, she was American. You could tell she had the tone. Uh, and, and she was just honing into that thing. Yeah. Smashing <laughs> it. It's funny as to what's hey. Well, I was really disappointed because I'm one of these people that with pumpkin pie, the proper amount of whipped cream is when you can no longer see the pie. And oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you must cover the sides and, you know, cake the top until you just cannot see the pie. And so okay. we, of course, <laughs> had leftover pumpkin pie, but uh, we'd had it over at my sister's and she had the whipped cream. So we still had whipped cream here at the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I go to get a slice and my wife had already had a slice and she left me this just obnoxiously large slice. I was like, <laughs> sweet. She goes, right. She goes, but there's almost no whipped cream left. I was like, no! I'm goes, sorry. I can't eat it. <laughs> she was like, I even used a lot less than I normally would just so, cause I knew that you would throw fit. And I was like, Oh, and I'm shaking the can. There's like, yeah, you can barely feel anything. I turn yeah. it over. I'm like, I was like, I barely was able to cover the top. And I was like, oh, no, no I'm going to actually taste the pumpkin. <laughs> Hang on. So I'm going to taste the pumpkin. Why do you eat pumpkin pie? Have an it, apple pie instead. No, no, no. It's because a, the, the, the pumpkin pie uh, is purely a whipped cream delivery service. Okay. Why don't you just go <laughs> squeeze it into your mouth? Because you know. the pumpkin pie also acts as a filling. So, you know, it's a little more filling than just whipped cream in the mouth. But, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know if you do it right, Chris. Why did I? Oh, I think I'm doing it exactly perfectly right. There's no doubt about it. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm also one of these people that I need my pumpkin pie refrigerated. I don't know how people can stand to do warm pumpkin pie. It oh. just, I don't know. It's no. like drinking warm soda to me. It just gives me the shivies. I, I don't think I, I would do pumpkin pie warm either. Like apple pie, warm. Oh, yeah. I mean, a p- pecan pie. You better believe it. Warm that puppy up. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, pumpkin pie doesn't. It, I don't know. No, <laughs> doesn't. I mean, not way. not speaking from experience, I've never eaten it. But I would imagine the the texture of it. Wait, you've never had pumpkin pie? No, because you know, if I want to have pumpkin pie, I've got to buy the Costco size pumpkin yes. pie. And if I hate it, then that's a lot of pie to. To, to you know, it's, go it's $6 <clears throat> for the entire pie. Well, maybe they, in America. It's like oh, in here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it's ridiculously cheap here. <laughs> yeah. I know. It, food in general is ridiculously cheap over there. Yeah. But, um, mm. Makes sense. Because, you know, you might you guys might have a big country, but a lot of it is just barren. Desert. Mm. <laughs> If it was, you know, the way they could get around cost here is actually have, you know, bullet trains that just run the length of, of the country left to right and just, you know, allow cargo to be shipped around quickly. Have tubes. You know. Tubes. Yeah. Pumpkin pie tubes. <laughs> like like at the bank of the vacuum tubes? Yeah. They actually had those at Costco. Speaking of, they had those at Costco. They've taken them out. I don't know why. But um, they had a whole vacuum tube network at Costco, but they've ripped out all the vacuum tubes. Obviously, no one was using them. I've been fascinated with those mm. since I was a little kid. Mm. And it makes you wonder, how come nobody's ever put one of those in a pinball machine? 
vacuum tube. Wouldn't that be because cool? You, you, lock, gonna... you lock the ball, a little door comes out, all of a sudden your ball just goes... <laughs> well, because it requires a vacuum. Eh, you know. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> they could do it with electromagnets. Then it wouldn't be a vacuum system. But it looked like one. Wouldn't be quite as exciting. That's all I got to say. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> so <clears throat> um, last week, I talked a bit about the beta that was going on for Volume 2. <clears throat> Since then, they dropped a new beta on us. And they made some improvements. So I thought I might comment and let you guys know where we are with the oh. volume two beta. Um, first comment. Sold it. You what? I still haven't, I still haven't played it. Well, you'll get to it eventually. <laughs> when it releases on, on December the 4th. <laughs> um, the, the, the first thing of note was that the general on Attack from Mars, the animated general, last time he was in blue, and pretty much everybody's comment was, hey, what's the cop from the getaway doing on this table? And, uh, <laughs> and it was like, I know that that's the colors that are on the slingshot. Yeah, because, you know, the colors on the slingshot means that they only have like an eight color printing process. So they had to choose the right. colors carefully. Or maybe 16. I don't know. So but it was limited. Fortunately, they went <clears> and they adjusted it. He's now wearing a green shirt and uh, tan pants, you know, khaki pants. Looks like an army general now. And it looks so much better. Among other things, because his color scheme now matches the rest of the table. Oh, cool. Um, whereas before, when he was blue, that was the only blue thing on, on the, the entire table. Yeah. So now he actually blends in uh, with the color scheme. Not like blends in camouflage, but looks like he's part of the same design element. Let's yeah. put it that way. He has the uh, same color tone as the rest of the table. Yes. Uh, yeah. The... Other thing is that they made a big point of saying, hey, make sure you check out Stro Multiball. We we fixed it uh, or did some things to it. And me and you had this big old discussion last mm -hmm. week about it. So here's the deal. Because <clears throat> in my mind, I had an idea of what it was like in Pinball Arcade because I was able to adjust the lighting and everything. Mm. And so first I, you know, it, it's one of those things that, Boy, it takes you a long time to activate Stro Multiball when, when you that's what it. you want it to activate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My God, I don't know how many games I played trying to get that thing to to finally cycle up because it's not. It's, it's random. It's, yeah, it's, it's random. Really random. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so I finally got it, and sure enough, the basically what the effect that happens now, the general illumination goes a little bit more dark. You might say. Okay. Um, so the table itself takes on a darker character. The room surrounding it doesn't get any darker, yeah. um, but the table just looks like it darkens more, uh, and it uh, less that there's overhead lighting affecting it. You might say, um, and the flashers are much brighter. Oh, good. And so that flasher effect was really nice because it, it spreads also outside of instead of just being contained directly under the saucer, which is where that one flasher is. Yeah. The light is spilling out. And affecting the ramps and stuff behind there, and and kind of you know glowing. So that's really good. However, you still can pretty easily track the ball. Mm -hmm. um, one uh -huh. of the things that I, when I first got it, the mode I had on ball trails. Well, that made it ridiculously easy to track yeah. the balls. So then I determined, okay, so I had to turn off the ball trails. And then load up Stro Multiball again. <laughs> How many games that took to get it to finally go. And then I had it. That was much better, um, playing without the, the ball trails. And it made me think, I really wish that you could table by table determine if you have ball, ta ball trails or not. Because right. the thing is, is on a table baby. like, yeah, like on Medieval Madness or say Back to the Future, where when you're in multiball, all of a sudden the balls lit out uh, flames. Yeah. Yeah. If you turn off ball trails, that turns off the flames also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, well, no, that's a really cool effect. I want it there, but then I forget to turn it off, and I start playing another game where the ball trail is just a ball trail. It doesn't do anything special when you light up any particular mode. And on those tables, I'd prefer not to have the ball trails at all. Mm. So it's one of those things where, hey, you know, if if the game can remember what our camera angle is that we choose per table, because you can have different camera angles for each table, and yeah. it will remember those. Can we maybe have that functional <clears throat> where we can turn on and off ball trails depending on the table so I don't have to remember <laughs> as I'm playing, oh, this is one of those that I wish I had it on or wish I had it off, you know. Yeah, that wouldn't be that hard for them to do. It's just another value they've stored. 
Yeah. The the yeah. other thing that I would just, or in the case of Attack from Mars, just automatically, no choice about it, they turn off the ball trails during yeah. during strobe mode. Right. Yeah. Yeah, although there'll be some people out there go, ah, strobe volleyball's hard. I want the ball trails on. So I compared it, you know, after after seeing it and going, okay, it's better. Still not <laughs> what I was hoping for. I was like, okay, I got to look in Pinball Arcade. I got to see what I had it set at there. So my settings for Attack from Mars were 20% ambient light and 40% on the bulb brightness. And during normal gameplay, the table's kind of dark. There's a lot of stuff in shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, just the dancing Martians in general are dark. silhouettes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're dark or whatever. Strobe multiball starts. And I went, boy, that looks identical to what, <laughs> I, what is in Zen Pinball with Pinball right. FX3. So... Truth be told, they had it as dark as I had it set in TPA, which still wasn't as dark as I would like, but I had it set to that darkness because otherwise, during normal play, the table would be way too dark. Right, totally. And and even with all those lights on, it is kind of a washed out. It's not a vibrant color the way that Pimble Arcade has it. Mm. So I think... In a lot of respects, it's a good compromise for what you were saying, where it's like, hey, in an arcade, that's how I only ever experienced it. And I was wanting, and I actually posted a link in our own private chat uh, for the beta. Uh, <laughs> somebody posted on YouTube. If you look it up on YouTube, look up Stro Multiball. And there's a couple of people that have it with complete lights out. And oh, I'm like, yeah. but that's what I want, because it's what's not- great is the strobes glint off of all the chrome. Yeah, and it's awesome. It looks awesome. It's brutally difficult that way too, yeah. but it looks awesome. So, uh, but I understand that a lot of people would then throw a tizzy over that because it was blacked out room, blacked out table. Um, yeah. What's crazy Everything. though is when the mode <clears throat> ends and all the lights come on, you realize just how bright all the illumination is, even in a blacked out room. Mm. So I, I, I recommend giving that a look. Go look it up on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, just, just type in Stroh Multiball, and there's a couple of variations of it. And there's actually one in there that is a fairly close approximation of what Zen has done, where it's a fair amount of light, but it's still dark enough that you get the strobe effect. So I watched the, um, when they were doing their, when I was doing the, the post-production for the last episode, I decided to have a look at the Twitch stream, because I linked that in the show notes. Yes. Um, and sort of fast-forwarded to through a bit of all the stuff getting started and looked at it, and they were in straight multiple. And I thought, yeah, that's how I remember it looking um, at that point, you know, just the, like the whole back of the play field lights up with the strobe shot, yeah. and it sort of bleeds out from underneath the saucer and hits some of the ramp surfaces. And I go, yeah, that's pretty much how that thing looks when you're playing in a well-lit room. Um, and it's sort of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for me, it was like, yeah, that's correct. Uh, they've done it right in that lighting, with that lighting. I like and that was the, and that was the first beta. So I'm on to the second beta, where it's even darker than that. Mm. So yeah, it will look good. I'm, I'm look looking good. forward to playing it when it goes to general. I'm just I'm not going to bother installing the beta at this stage. It's too late. Um, <laughs> I'll just I'll just wait until it hits general availability and and uh, be surprised and delighted with everybody else. <laughs> it is of note. Also, if you look at TPA, you can you can really see the difference in. Uh, how the light throws in mm. FX3 as opposed to TPA. Because mm. again, just with that one single solitary flasher going off in TPA, it is contained entirely within that wedge, box. that yeah, box, box underneath the saucer. It does not spill anywhere else. Whereas mm. in uh, FX3, it spills beyond there as it should because... Again, FX3, their lighting is using a full 360, if you will, three-dimensional lighting bloom. Whereas a pain. Right. In TPA, yeah. it's a flat plane. Yeah, it's just a pain. And it's, the pain only afflicts flat surfaces. Yeah. So it's either a horizontal pain or a vertical pain. Yep. So, yeah, this one has actually got proper, um, what would you say, um, almost like a, a dome 
a fake. It's volumetric. I, I, that's all I can think of. It's yeah. volume rather than a two-dimensional. Yeah. Two it's like it's like all the lighting effects and stuff in TPA. That's exactly like they're like they're like an overlay over the top. Yeah, um, and that's it. Like an animation Whereas, cell. Yeah, they are. They're, they're animation over the top of a essentially a static asset, um, kind of. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Whereas it's almost like Zen, everything is a everything is a three D render. Which I mean, I'm sure that Farsight, everything in Farsight's playfield and toys and everything, they're all three D renders. Like they had a three oh, yeah, D scanner. They are. But it's something about the way it's implemented. It's just it just takes it to that next level. They just got something a little bit extra. Yeah. Mm. And and it, and that's it plays a huge effect in the in the look of things. Mm. Uh, it it breaks that it breaks that that uh, illusion, the the realism illusion, and yeah. it makes it like, oh yeah, okay, I'm looking at a real table here. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, going back to, <laughs> it's such a jarring experience to go from the FX3 version of AFM into TPA. Yeah, I couldn't. We, my timing was completely messed up. The it it just has such a bizarre feel. It doesn't it doesn't feel natural, and and it's so weird to me because prior to this, I had no issues. I, it, it was like, oh yeah, it's fine. If it, it played fine, I liked it. It played better than you know other pinball games that I had played. And so I was perfectly happy with it. I thought it was just fine. But man, the tuning that Deep has done is absolutely incredible and to me feels like how a pinball table should feel. Should play, yeah. And that's, it doesn't matter if I'm playing in the arcade mode with you know the new physics or if I'm playing in single-player standard zen. Just the way the ball moves is... It just feels better. Well, it's it not is. floaty. No, it's not floaty. It has weight. Yeah, and like they said, when they did the the arcade and tournament mode, they also did a different surface for the ball to roll on, and I think that plays a huge important factor. So it does, it's not that the ball is just gliding like an air hockey puck; it's, it's actually, actually rolling on the surface. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's got some friction um, coefficients added to it. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. the so, secret sauce is then. <laughs> it's what it is, and as in as as these tables come out, you know, I can go play any other TPA table, and providing it's not in Zen, it's fine. Exactly, you know, I can go into it, and and so long as it hasn't been in Zen yet, my timing is still pretty good. And although I can recognize that the physics are a little bit, you know, different, I can I can play it just fine. But man, yeah, the second it drops in Zen, and then you go back and try and play it, you're just like, you may as well uninstall the table because it's yeah. like, nope. Yeah. Mm. So another thing that happened with uh, this started in our in our thread on digital pinball fans that we always post announcing, hey, the new podcast is out. Um, you know, gives people just another way of contacting us. Mm. And within that, there was some question about, oh, what can uh, TPA do in terms of future tables. Mm. And uh, what could they can add in? Because we had mentioned that again with, hey, you know, if you want to make an impact, you got to put a good title in of Stern, and then you got to put some, you know, non Gottlieb Premier Gottliebs <laughs> into yeah. the game, and that'll make everybody happy. So I started thinking about it though, and this is there's a big hypothetical out there that seems to be pretty rock solid though, and that is in regards to. Uh, licenses that Zen has already done preclude Farsight from being able to then do that license. So the big obvious one is Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. Zen has already got a Deadpool table. Stern just came out with their Deadpool table. Farsight has the rights to do Stern tables, but once you bring it into a digital platform and there's already a digital pinball table called Deadpool, that's when the lines start to get blurred. Right. And licensors, these days especially, uh, they don't want any confusion for their they audience. They multi-channel on, the the, on the same ecosystem. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. 
Stern has Pirates of the Caribbean table. Jersey Jack Pinball is about to release or has released their Pirates of the Caribbean table. I guarantee Stern, who's not selling their Pirates table anymore, is not going to be able to come out with a Vault Edition. No, it's no, like, no, no you, you can't have those two competing pinball machines out at the same time with the same right. license, despite them being a different company. So the and same thing is going to apply to our digital. Certainly, anyhow, because the other, like Pirates of the Caribbean, is far superior to the one that they released <laughs> back in 2007. Um, something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. It's, it's, it's quite a bit better, so <laughs> they wouldn't bother. So anyway, that's... that's <clears throat> That's what you're kind of dealing with in terms of uh, things that, that Farsight immediately gets eliminated from in terms of tables that they would be able to choose from the Stern library because Zen already has a license active for that property. Yeah. Um, so I started making a list <clears throat> of what, okay, well, so eliminate those tables and here's what's left and you know what's the possibility of what Farsight could do and everything. And as I'm making this list, I'm going, holy crap, there's like not much that Farsight's yeah. able to do. So I wanted to talk about that with among you, our audience, because mm -hmm. I don't think people have really realized just how dire things are for Farsight and the Stern license. If, if we understand correctly how licenses work. Correct. We if we, so we're, we're going off this assumption, but we, <clears throat> we have heard hearsay from even employees at Farsight that something like Deadpool is off the table. They can't, right. they can't do it. So again, going with this theory right off the bat, Farsight would not be able to do family guy. They would not be able to do Spider-Man. They'd not be able to do Iron Man. Can't do X-Men. Can't do Avengers. Can't do walking dead. Now walking dead is an interesting one because obviously it's based off the TV show. Yeah. As opposed to, as opposed to the Telltale games, but it's, it's HBO. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's what? It's HBO, so it's not Telltale. No, it's not HBO. It's actually A and E. Oh, A and E, whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't know what it is with you guys, but but it's but even though it's still the Walking Dead brand, and mm. it's not like it's called <clears throat> Telltale Tale or Telltale's Walking Dead to no, separate that much. Dead. It's just called the Walking Dead. Mm. So. Again, that off the yeah, table. Tricky. Yeah, you could be right. Star Wars off the table. Off the Guardians table. of the Galaxy. Nope. And then Deadpool. Mm. So there's all your big name titles right there. Bye bye. Well, not only that, but in terms of the LCD screen, you know, when you were talking mm. about, hey, they're working on that. Well, no Star Wars, no Guardians, no Deadpool. <laughs> so now you're like, oh, okay, what do we got going on left? So, well, Aerith, I guess. Yeah, so then I started thinking about, okay, let's break this down some more. Let's go into the music licenses. Because mm. We know that Farsight's not going to be able to afford those. And this is in terms of tables that Farsight would be able to do without having to do a Kickstarter or yeah, right. outside funding, if you will. So with the music licensed, Elvis, Rolling Stones, Metallica, Kiss, Aerosmith, Iron Maiden, No Way in Hell Are They Doing the Beatles. So, no way. Boom, all those are off the table. Because again, when you think about Metallica, we've been begging for Metallica for years. Mm. If Farsight was going to do it, you would think that they would have done it. By now, yeah. By now. Um, then you start getting into, okay, let's talk about the Disney-Fox tables because Fox is obviously being absorbed into Disney. Mm. Farsight can't get Disney on the telephone. That eliminates... Mm. Now, believe it or not, this will eliminate Simpsons Pinball Party, 24, Pirates of the Caribbean, Indiana Jones, Avatar, and Tron. Right. Think about they've not been able to get a hold of Warner Brothers. That eliminates Austin Powers, Terminator 3, Lord of the Rings, Sopranos, uh, Game of Thrones, Batman. <laughs> Jeez. Um... What's that leave them with? Uh, well, they have had a relationship with CBS, Paramount, and Sony. So you have Wheel of Fortune, CSI, Transformers. Um, and then you're left with what I call the, uh, the one-off licenses. Um, so you've got Striker Extreme, which actually isn't a license, but it was uh, formerly an NFL table. So yeah. it's just rethemed into um, soccer. 
Sharky Shootout, which is, for all intents and purposes, an upgraded version of Eight Ball Deluxe. Right. Uh, Monopoly. Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, which Monopoly Ooh, and Roller Coaster right. Tycoon. Why have they not done those yet? Again, yeah. those should have been done a long time ago if they were yes. going to be able to do them at all. Uh, Both of those um, are better than Big Buck Hunter. Right. Series. Right. Uh, Playboy. No way in hell mm. are they doing that. Um, NASCAR. I don't know how costly that is. Uh, obviously, they were able to do the Indy 500. So no, it's fine. They just do the Grand Prix international version of that table. Probably. Uh, yeah. World Poker Tour. I don't know who holds the rights to that or how difficult it'd be to get those, but there's that. Um, Shrek. There's your mm. Family Guy table. Yeah, uh, family Guy, yeah. NBA? No. No. And uh, WrestleMania? I could see that happening. WrestleMania will be interesting. I've heard that you know, as a table, it's actually quite underrated. Like it's the the premium version of it's actually okay. Yeah. So so better than Buck Hunter. Right. <laughs> so so when you think about it, after eliminating all the things that are no way going to happen, here's what you're left with that is within the realm of possibility: Wheel of Fortune. CSI, Transformers, Striker Extreme, Sharky Shootout, NASCAR, World Park Tour, Shrek, WrestleMania. There's your sand table, folks. That's it. That's yeah. what's left, guys. <laughs> that's the and let's let's be frank, that's bottom of the barrel stuff that it no is. one really cares about. It is. And you'll notice that not a single one of those is an L C D table. No, they're all dot matrix. They're all dot matrix. And coming up. <clears throat> is rumored to be monsters. Yeah. Which, okay, they could maybe possibly get that license. That's you know obviously, uh, uh, Zen has not gotten themselves that license yet. So that's but a possibility. Is it universal? Who is monsters? I have no idea who you know. Who that's one of those things when you when you start getting into those old TV properties. It could be anyone. Who knows who holds the license rights right now? Because I was trying to figure yeah. out like who owns Popeye. Sure, it's uh, King's World Syndication or something like that, but who legitimately owns it? Because at one time, there was three different studios developing a Popeye animated movie. Oh, right. Jeez. <laughs> so who I knows? don't know who actually owns it and how difficult <clears throat> it would be to get that license, you know? Um, but, oh, and be, uh, so beyond Monsters, the next one is the rumored Elvira table. Yeah. Um, which again, could they get it? I don't know, but all Zen has to do is quickly swoop in and lock up the rights for their Williams Valley collection collection. And again, boom, that would be taken off the table. Yep. So now you might be asking yourself, okay, so what do we got here? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight <clears throat> tables <laughs> for, for Stern to, or for uh, Farsight to pick from. Well, why don't we expand the scope then and go into you know Data East and Sega tables, uh, which all of which are licensed, all which are licensed for the most part, and the situation doesn't get much better because music license, Guns N' Roses and Tommy. Yeah, good luck securing those for the cheap. <laughs> yeah, have fun getting the who. Yeah. Um, Disney and Fox. You're back to the Simpsons table, Star Wars, Independence Day, and the X Files. Yeah. No, those are going cheap. Uh, for and some of those actually are probably they would actually have arrangements with Zen. Oh yeah, exactly. Some, some, yeah. Well, Zen already has an, an uh, contacts <clears throat> with Fox also, so mm. you know that with helps. Their Fox table, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, and then you're looking at CBS, Paramount, Sony. Well, you got Hook. Okay, that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, Star Trek. A terrible table. <laughs> it is really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek, well, you had to kickstart the first time. You're going to have to kickstart it a second time. Uh, yeah. And God's... that's not worth producing. That thing is no fun. Right. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla, eh. you could do it. It's it's only got two actor likenesses on it. I don't know what's in the callouts, you know, voice wise. Um, except for there's one issue. Isn't it? Uh, wasn't there a thing with Spooky and Stern wanting to do Godzilla and a big old fight over the license rights? Yeah, well, Stern's got it now. Right, but my point being, that was just to do the real pinball table because they were battling with Toho Studios. 
How do you uh, think it's going to go with them trying to secure a digital pinball of rights? It's yeah. not going to go easy. No. So that one might be off the table. Because um, if they're going to do Godzilla, Stan's going to do Godzilla, and they still are factoring into their licenses digital versions of right. the license, right? then that's a negative, Tim. The pattern is full. Yeah. And that's um, a merging of, of movie memes right there for your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and then there is uh, South Park, which Farsight had the opportunity to do years ago because but, they weren't uh, able to do a, an original table. That got pulled off the selection. And then Zen went ahead and did theirs. Zen obviously had their license removed. Um, I know the reasons, and I'm not actually able to tell you why, but it's not nefarious. No. <laughs> and there's actually a possibility that uh, it'll be coming back. So With luck. With luck. Um, but the, what I'm ultimately saying is there's no way that Farsight's getting the South Park license either. Mm -mm. Um Interesting side note, just read this. So they announced the Primus pinball, which is basically yeah. the skin of Woe Nelly. Woe Nelly is now becoming the El Dorado of the modern age. <laughs> well, when I was doing my research on Data East, there is a whole bunch of one-off tables that basically were reskins of Data East tables. Like for weapon? There was a lethal weapon one that was reskinned? Well, well, like there's an Aaron Spelling table. There's mm -hmm. a... Uh, uh, oh, guy, now I can't remember any of them. That was the most famous. Oh, a Richie Rich table. Um, yeah. All there was was just a reskin of an existing Data East table. So this isn't yeah. a practice that is brand new by any of imagination. But oh, not, but you haven't seen it happen ever since El Dorado. Like in the modern age of pinball, like oh. you didn't see any reskins of um, any of the Belly Williams tables leading up in the heyday, and certainly no reskins of tables in the 2000s and 2010s. So right. this is now becoming a thing now where we're reskinning again because for some reason uh, they think the reason why they were reskinning tables back when they were doing El Dorado reskins is because the, the demand for tables was so high they they had to. Um, but I I question whether in the modern age of pinball we're in now, whether that demand actually exists. It's now a collected demand instead of an operated demand. Right. <clears throat> so um, but what I was going to say with regards to the Primus pinball, so apparently, because Primus does the theme song for South Park. Yes. As a thank you, uh, I don't know if it was Trey Parker or Matt Stone, one of the two boys, gave to... Uh, Les Claypool a South Park pinball machine as oh. a thank you. So now they're making this Primus pinball. It's They're making 100 tables for sale and then there's 8 tables that are for the band management, you know, basically their own little private pool. Hmm. And one of those tables is being sent to <laughs> the guys from South Park. Oh, really? It's <laughs> so a fast payback. As a as payback, as a full circle. So I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, that is cool. That's pretty interesting. Um, okay, back to tables that will never happen <laughs> for, for <laughs> Farsight. Um, if you dip into the Warner Brothers tables, there's Maverick, Lethal Weapon 3, Batman, again. I mean, I guess Maverick... Well, you're dealing with Warner Brothers, which is the, the issue that I guess we're dealing with here. <clears throat> um, and then you have yeah, Batman again. for... Again, another really crappy table that I would that I would not want to purchase anyhow because it's rubbish. Uh, uh, Batman Forever, Space Jam, Twister, and Lost in Space. Well, yeah. I mean, are any of those iconic? No, not really. <laughs> not really. No. Um, with Universal, you've got Jurassic Park. Uh, nope, that's off the table. Back to the Future, that's off the table. Mm -hmm. King Kong, which there was only nine made, I think was the magic number. Uh, so now you're up against A, trying to find somebody that actually has it that you can model it off of, and B, securing the King Kong license. Um, and then you've got Apollo 13, which would probably be a processor nightmare when the 13 pinballs oh, are on the, the table at the same time. There's no way they'll be able to keep up frame <laughs> rates with 30 pinballs on the table. No, they would, they would, that would be a technical impossibility with Farsight's engine. No way in hell. Although the thing is that you wouldn't even know anyhow because you lose them in the matter of five seconds anyhow. So <laughs> it's, it's actually probably okay. They could probably wing it because, you know, then you'll get to a six-ball multi-ball and you can probably pull off a six-ball multi-ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And then you get to the the other one-offs uh, from Data East and Sega. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. It's not based off the HBO show. It's just a comic. Mm. That is very much a possibility. But again, yeah. why has Farsight not done it? That thing's been yeah. being asked for since like the second season. Yeah, it's great. I'd love that table to yeah. be produced. Um, there's another WWE table, uh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, fun. Yeah. Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. I would think that that's an obtainable license. Yep. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, which that Nickelodeon? It's it's I know it's not even the Nickelodeon version. It's because it's not, if you look at the back glass, it's not based off of. I don't know based what the, the Eastman and Laird um, comic series probably is what it's licensed through. Yeah. Um, but that being said, again, <clears throat> who knows who controls the license now? Now, yeah, it certainly would be Eastman and Laird, right? Um, Robocop, which well, the new one was by Warner Brothers. The old one is was originally by Orion, which Orion. my DVD copy of it is put out by Fox. Um, so who knows again, who owns the rights to that one? And is yeah. it worth going through the hassle? Um, another playboy table, not going to happen. Monday night football, not going to happen. Uh, Baywatch again, requested, but yeah. that hasn't that, been done. That's CBS. Who, who, no, who it's completely independent. Oh, that, yeah, that show was. It aired on NBC the first season, but it was not produced by NBC. Oh. And then it got canceled, and then it was entirely <clears throat> uh, independently financed. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, oh, there you go. That will be a nightmare to track down. Probably. And maybe yeah. that's why we haven't seen it. Um, yeah. Goldeneye. Yeah. Do you think they're paying for the Bond license? No. <laughs> nope. Uh, Boy, that would be expensive. Viper, sure. Night, Viper Night Driving. That'd be fun. Yeah. But they didn't pay for the Corvette license. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, um, and that leaves <laughs> you with that. Basically, what that leaves you with is the four completely non-licensed data east tables, which are checkpoint, secret service, torpedo alley, and laser war. Uh, okay. So again, things are a little more dire than we might <laughs> think. Thought, yeah. So let's start rolling out those EMs, I guess. Uh... <sighs> Yeah. You know, and I guess my point was that we'll see. I've been saying give give Farsight six months. Let's see what their actual plan is, um, and that six means from when from that October? was back in uh, that was back in September. So basically, I'm giving them until March. Yeah, we need to because we knew that there wasn't going to be any new tables uh, for the rest of this year. Yeah. So within three months of the new year, there's got to be they got to put out something. Yeah. Otherwise, that's too much of a gap between what they've been doing. They've been yeah. promising that, no, we've got things in the works. we got things in the works, but they haven't announced anything. Like I said, when we asked them about the LCD screen, they said, yes, we have a plan, but clearly, for what table would you even use it? Yeah, well, yeah. There, you know, there's nothing out there. That you're going to be able to afford uh, well, yeah. that we know of. Um, yeah, I... I I don't and know, man. It, it really made me just go, "Oh, wow! I didn't think it was like that when you terrible." Put it that way, when you scratch the bandaid off, it's like, uh, mm, "Okay, uh, so uh, <laughs> what <laughs> what's next?" Yeah, I mean, literally, you just it. It reminds me of uh, that movie, The Jerk, when Steve Martin is being the carnival barker, and the people ask him, "Hey, what?" Uh, what prizes can we win? He's got that giant shelf of prizes and he's like, you can win anything from this shelf to this shelf between this toy and this toy, <laughs> but nothing above this and this. And then, and it winds up getting down to basically a box of chiclets or something. Oh, of that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of what it is for Farsight. Yes. There's a lot of tables that they could do if they could pony up for the license. We a know that box they're not of chiclets. We know they're not pointing the up the, the license. Time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, meanwhile, over at uh, Zen, things are looking rosy. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't quite know what to say. Uh, it's sort of like, 
Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, it's feast or famine, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got nothing except to say I, I can't argue against what you said, Chris. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a little bit distressing. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we, we love the speculation, but this is kind of a sad we speculation. This, we don't love this sort of speculation. No, it's, it's unfortunately it's a little bit real. Yeah. So we'll, we'll you know, like I said, I, I hope that Farsight pulls a rabbit out of their hat. Um, yeah. I, I would love it if they just said, it. screw this, we're doing Capcom. Hey, that's fine with me. Yep, shut up and take my money. Yep. It, it'll be 20 bucks a table, but shut up and take my money. <laughs> Poker with uh, coins and smithberries, but stuff and take my money. Yeah, you know. So, like I said, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll see exactly where it goes from here. Uh, what they're able to do, but yeah, um, I guess with, another three months will tell us. Uh, that's what um, I think. Because if we mm, don't hear anything in three months, that to like me anything is, like a yeah. newsletter. Yeah, like, that to it, me. Is I don't. No one's been tuning into their streams that they've been doing. Like they haven't talked about anything in there. Like, because they they have been twitching, right? So I, I I noticed the tone in some of the, the Twitch messages that they sent out on Twitter. I'm going, that's very strange. <laughs> but anyhow, it's just it seems like, hey, hey, come come look at us. We 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 give away stuff and things. And hello, we're here. <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's awkward. <sighs> so, what's something good we could talk about? Something good. Well, for those of you watching on the the YouTube here, uh, you might have noticed something blue and striped behind my chair. And, and it's not I, Sonic the Hedgehog. No, and if I move ever so slightly, you can see that there is the minicab painted. Yes. Um, you'll notice the little white area there down to the side. And that, I'll just angle, is the start of throwing the logo on the side of it. Uh, we're trying to figure out good ways of doing this because I didn't want to. I could have done um, vinyl stickers. Yeah, but they're but expensive. I'm, oh, yeah, we're talking like 20 bucks a pop. So yeah, 20 bucks just for decoration? No. So it's like almost the cost of your buttons and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, so basically, it was looking for a solution that could be painted on, and mm -hmm. so we're trying some things out. And uh, you know, well, you could have done the classic '60s, '70s, and '80s thing and just made a stencil. I <clears> could have, <throat> but then you made nah. Well, you know what I've discovered during this whole process too is I suck at painting. Um, oh, right? Yeah, it's hard, right? Well, I made the, I did this all with a roller. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. And yeah. and taping it off and not really thinking about the fact that once you do it with a roller, you've immediately created a uh, a textured surface. Yeah. And so the, then when you go to paint, you know, tape off for stripes because it's textured, no matter how hard you seal that tape, paint seep underneath. So I had to do touch-ups on both uh, the black layer and the white layer. So that sucked. And then I made a essentially a stencil for the side, but I didn't want to roll it on, and I decided to brush it on, and that kind of made the paint lumpy, and I realized I should have sprayed it. So this this is why this is the prototype box. <laughs> this, is the alpha. this is the alpha of the cabinet. Yeah. This is me learning what works and what doesn't work, and what to do next time will be. Uh, better. <laughs> yeah. We, what we'll do next time is just get a whole lot of rattle cans and spray it with with a, with a color that looks mostly what you can get from Home Depot. <laughs> well, I mean, I I have a spray gun. It's more of my laziness of not wanting to have to clean the spray gun after the fact. But there, here's a case where, let's say, uh, five people end up wanting one of these. Well, you just. Spray well, all in one hit. Now I can, yeah, spray it all in one hit. Now I'm not throwing in just a tiny bit of, you know, paint for what I'm going to spray. I'm going to need a larger amount, and so it's not going to feel, you know, so volume. Yeah. yeah, volume works better for <clears throat> time spent. As my friend said when we were cutting this on the, uh, uh, not on the CNC machine, but there were parts that we had to rip on the uh, table saw. And he goes, 
look, we're spending you know 20 minutes setting up the angle blade, setting this all up, pulling it out, getting it all ready for the cut. And he goes, the amount of time spent to cut one is virtually the same as if we cut 10. Yeah, exactly. So clearly the more that <laughs> the more that I'd be making at the same time, the easier it is over the long haul, rather than if I was doing one by one by one, that would be brutal. You'd have to do it. You'd have to like save up the orders and just do it all in one hit. Yeah. Because yeah. you'd be nuts otherwise. It oh, costs a fortune. Like, because you have to pay this bloke, right? Because he's not, he will do, he's doing it like as a solid for you now, but. You no, know, you ain't going to do it as a solid after this. No. No way. And um, pretty. Well, and I mean, especially like we, I don't know if I mentioned this before, <clears> but just doing the cuts on the CNC machine for all six sides, five hours. Five hours. Five hours. Wow, but that's for one box. One box. Oh, yeah, right. So that's a <laughs> lot. But the thing is, you know, if you're doing an order of five, you could actually plot out on the piece of um, ply exactly how you could get the same side five times out of that piece of ply, and it'd probably be a lot more efficient. Because we'd be well, able to, like, you know, dump just, just even cutting the circles <clears throat> into the, the side, I mean, it, it's doing it layer by layer, if you will. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, I watched as it did one panel. It took a half an hour oh, just to do that one panel. So it was, doesn't matter how many you have laid out next to it. It takes that long for it to grind down. It's essentially like a massive router, isn't it? It's it, just it that's exactly up. what it is. It's, it's a yeah. router on a computer-controlled arm. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it doesn't. It actually doesn't slice through it like a saw would. It grinds it down. Yeah. Yeah. Other things that I discovered. So my legs, which were that, you know, silver, but dingy. Um, I want to spray in a texture coat. And like, also, if you, this is the hinge that's going to be on the back of the, uh, you know, it's just a piano hinge. It's going to yeah. be on the back of the lid. Well, I sprayed that into this lovely black hammer. You can kind of see the texture there in the, uh, yeah. as that's it good. catches the light. So I did that, did that on the legs, came out really good. So then I also did it on the faux coin door. Uh -huh. And the coin door, if you remember, uh, was 3D printed, but unfortunately, it's too large of a surface to be done um, in one lot. So it had to be done in four pieces, <laughs> in which it was then glued together, uh, plastic filled, and primed a little bit. And so I sprayed that exact same stuff onto, onto it. So here it is, but it split it. Oh, what? <laughs> How did it? So it reacted somehow to the, glue, just to the glue. And I had this outside in my garage. Um, it wasn't a particularly hot day, but uh, sun was shining into the garage. But this was sitting flat on a, uh, on a flat surface. And the, the seam here all of a sudden warped up by a solid inch and started oh, splitting. So then I heat gunned it back down into place and thought it was all cool. Let it sit for two days in the shade, not you know anywhere near the sun. I went to go pick it up and it just, it just split. Oh, so we're, we're now thinking of doing this entirely out of wood using the CNC machine. Oh, really? Oh, right. Okay. So rounding that. So, Okay. And then we'll so, actually be able to use screws to hold it in place rather than double-sided tape. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll see how that works. That's, a, that's such a shame. You're, you're going to go, sorry, dude, I broke your, like, eight hours worth of masking, filling, and... and well, it was, he, as he turned, it was four hours of sanding and filling. It actually took the printer 24 hours to print all the pieces. Oh, man. In fact, probably, it, I don't know, it may take the, the CNC, let's call it, Two hours yeah. to route that out. Yeah, that's probably more cost efficient in the long run, right? That's what we figure too. Yeah, so yeah. so it could actually be a happy accident that that happened, right? Because yeah. we were never never going to do more of these on a three D printer to begin with. No. It just that was that's just right. not time efficient. No way, no. So then that means this coming week, hopefully, I'm going to start wiring. We'll uh -huh. see. Because the box uh, is there, you can start shoving stuff in it. It can start exactly. So mm -hmm. that's all. That's, that's all that's pretty much left uh, to do on that. So, um, other well, than that's exciting. Yeah, 
yeah, I'm, I'm <clears> excited <throat> to get it going and, and actually uh, make sure it works. <laughs> make sure it works is the most important bit, yeah. And see, this all seems so much so backwards to me, where it's like we're doing all the cosmetic things first and not doing the functioning things first. Mm. And you know, this is probably quite different to what they did when they were building the pin cab initially, because they did it out of foam core, yeah. they whacked it together, they got essentially the proof of concept done, but you're looking at the actual finished product first and then adding what is essentially the proven bits onto it. Right, because we don't want to have to <clears throat> get it all wired and then take it all apart to allow for paint. Mm, that's right. Um, and also, some of this got started because I was waiting on parts to show up. So it was like, while I was waiting, might as well get started on this other stuff. Mm. So, But you know, you would probably do it differently if you were doing a production run of these. Like, Absolutely. Very, yeah, very differently. It would be very interesting. You might want to actually whack up another Medium post about your lessons learned to date. And say this is how I do this if I wasn't doing doing it like ad hoc. Right. I had everything. I had my bill of materials. I had an order, like a set of orders, and I was going to embark on this like from now, and yep. then describe it because it would probably be very different to the way you've documented it up until now. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a different approach to it um, for however I would do the next the next volley. Um, but I also discovered something with my with my legs that I have because remember, I folks, I got them used. Two of the legs have holes that will fit the the leg mounts, the the leg levelers. Mm -hmm. Two of them, I think, the holes just plain got drilled out, and so there's no thread for them to go into at all. They just go in, slide in. Oh, okay. So I guess I need another nut. But then I started yeah. thinking about it. I was like, do I even need leg levelers? Probably not. Probably no. not. If anything, I just need a piece of, of plastic or uh, rubber for the bottom of them, you know, for the floor that yeah. I'm sitting just, on. But I don't need those really, really. Yeah, just get one of those really big um, rubber discs that you put under there, you know, like a yeah. Yeah, rubber dome things. Yeah. And yeah, it'd be fine. So I, I think I'm not going to bother even worrying about that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I get one of those, I get four of those um, solid rubber door stops and just put a bolt through them and then bolt them to the bottom of the leg. That's what I'd do. Well, I'm thinking more like <clears throat> the, the furnishing, furniture moving pads. Oh, yeah. Because I do kind of want to be able to slide. I don't want it to just be rigid on because it, then if you go to nudge it, if it's on rubber foot, that's going to put a lot of torque on where the, the legs are in. As opposed to actually being able to slide back and forth like it should. Okay. So yeah, well, that will be something that you're going to have to test as well. Like, what does the accelerometer require? Right. Because that's an unknown at the moment. Yep, complete unknown. Yeah. You might end up finding that you have to put some sort of crazy spring mechanism on the legs that allows the legs to pop in and out when they're actually moving around. <laughs> I got the legs. They put the legs on casters. <laughs> the whole thing just or, rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Or just, um, or just, you know, back off the leg bolts just a little bit, so the whole thing's just a little bit, got a little bit slop to it, so you can actually move it around really easy. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna, be, there's gonna be some experimentation there for sure. Yep. So that's that's where I am on that, um, mm. and uh, we'll be progressing from there. But unfortunately, no news on my front yet. Um, the last I heard was, yep, yeah, I've got those pop-offer boards. I'll just do those up as well, and I'll rejuvenate the displays. So on that, I was curious because I've heard um, through the guy that um, I got the table through, he was going, oh, yeah, what they do is they hook it up to a car battery, the displays. And I was going, huh? What? <laughs> how, how does that, what does that even do? And it turns out that on those Gottlieb displays, if they're left for a period of time, they sort of get this buildup inside them that's um, it's like an oxidization okay. on some of the things. So what connecting up to power, what it does is there's like in the glass display, there's these four essentially heater lines that go across the display. Okay. And, and they're like thin strips of metal basically, and they heat up, and that's what basically ignites the, um, the gas inside and makes the numbers work. So what happens is the it gets built up on those heater wires, or it gets attached to the other parts and the gas just sort of settles 
So what you've got to do is you've got to apply about 10 or 11 volts to the outermost pins on the display. And what that does is it reheats the gas and makes it alive again, essentially. Oh, okay. So people, so people, when they get these old Gottliebs that have been sitting around in a shed, you know, they go, oh, the displays are cooked. I'll, you know, get rid of them. But they're, they're not. Like, you can nine times out of ten bring them back to life just by connecting them up to a power source and letting them run for, like, 10 or 15 minutes to heat up the gas. Interesting. Very interesting. Because I was going, surely there's someone out there on YouTube that's doing this. And there yeah. was this guy that, that showed the process of it. And, like, it was like the displays were not working. And then at the end of it, they all were. So it's like, okay, that's very interesting. Science! <laughs> In, indeed gases noble gases noble gases must be energized or some something like that wow. uh, yeah so there you go i learned something the more you know all the right more you know <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. little rainbow goes across the screen um, <laughs> all right well um See, we, we, we gave you a little uh, uptick news on the beta, a little down news on Pimble Arcade's future, and uh, back to some positive news on things happening on actual physical items for our house. So there you go. So there you go. We, so we, bad News Sandwich. Maybe that's the name of the show. Bad News Sandwich. No, nah, no, I think a box of chiclets is much better. <laughs> I don't even know what chiclets are. I'm going to have to do some research. You know, box of, you know oh, it's a, a, well, I guess there's a reason why you won't know, but it's a gum that is made in Mexico, in Tijuana, oh. I think. Oh, and right. There's just these little square candy-shelled pieces of gum oh, yes. that you need about six of them in your mouth at the same time just to equal one normal piece of gum, right. and they lose their flavor probably within 20 seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> so very, very cheap quality chewing gum. Yes. Righto. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we have that over here too. And usually it's gumball. Like anything in a gumball machine, basically chew that for 30 seconds, the flavor goes in there, it's disgusting. Yeah. So basically, that's what chiclets are, right? I've learned something Central. today. Yes. I've learned never to have chiclets. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you got to try them. Sure. If you ever see them, go for it. You know, give it a shot. And it's not like it's disgusting. It's just. It's okay for a little bit and then it gets disgusting. <laughs> yeah. All right, hmm. folks. Well, um, we're going to call that a show, but before we leave you, why don't you go ahead and visit redbubble.com, type in Blockade in the search. Up will pop up some merch that you can go ahead and pick and customize and uh, enjoy. Spread your love of the show that way. Uh, Jared had pointed out on Twitter uh, just the other day that there was a Black Friday sale that was 20% off. Yeah. I don't know how long that runs for, but that is a good reason to follow us on Twitter at Blockade because announcements like that will go out and we'll alert you when that merch goes on sale. That's right. Now, I don't know how the, I don't know how the spice flows as, as far as the, uh, the, the money there, but I think it's basically absorbed by um, Redbubble. So I still think we get... Uh, what we normally do. Yeah. Um, the couple of bucks is just that Redbubble cover the promotion. So, yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, you can also, though, follow both me and him on Twitter individually. I am at Shut Your Traps. He is at Jared Morgs. Send us an email at blah, blah, blockade dot, uh, excuse me, blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Mm, that's the one. My address is mixed up because the other important address is to go ahead and visit our site, blockadepinball.com slash episodes, because that is where you will find all of our shows, as well as the show notes that Jared talks about, anything that we talk about in the show regarding internet stuff, Jared always pops a link on. And there is also the uh, posts that I do currently regarding the microcab and the progress of that. Mm. All good stuff to follow and pay attention to. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, and it's probably again going to be over by the time this gets uh, broadcast, but right now Zen is having a major sale on all of their tables. Virtually everything is on sale um, up to 70% off, I believe, on a couple of the tables. Most huge, of the stuff. Huge, huge. Yeah, most of the stuff is 50% uh, off, I believe. But uh, that's for the Steam Autumn Sale, but they were also running the sale on Xbox and PSN. Um, I don't know if they were doing it on Switch or not. Probably. But 
again, mm. those things are things that we retweet on our Twitter feed. So, so get on it. Get on at least <laughs> follow Zen. Uh, you, you gotta at least you know follow at Pinball Effects <laughs> so that you can get and some at Zen Studios. Yeah, at Zen Studios. Yeah. All right. So that being said, hey folks, we appreciate you listening to us. As always, we enjoy recording it for you. We will talk to you again next time, whenever that might be, because as we mentioned before, it's December. Things are going to start to get hairy. So uh, I got a feeling that I think not next week, and I don't know about the week after. It's going to be interesting. Oh, that means yeah. I might do a solo show. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, oh no. Oh, well, we, we can't have that. I'm going to have to wake at work. <laughs> Better I'm going to have to recruit one of, uh, you know, call the Sven and be like, hey, do you want to do a podcast for your one in the morning? Um, yeah. He'll go, uh, okay. <laughs> or maybe I can recruit uh, uh, Gray from Species Arcade. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We're not going to make you go that much of a distance, especially with the, uh, the game actually releasing on December 4th. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, mm, yeah, I've got a birthday on Sunday 2nd and like some other stuff. So, Like we said, we don't know when the next one will be coming out, but we'll, we'll hook you up anyway. We'll get something yeah. out there, folks. All right. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.